Hello, and thank you for joining us for our time in the Word of God, uh, which we do a little bit each day. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit uh, and particularly yielding to the Holy Spirit and learning how to, to go with his flow and what he's doing in our lives. I believe it's important that uh, individual Christians, uh, believers, and the church, that we understand uh, the Holy Spirit and the, the work of this Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in our lives and in our churches and not be confused about him and, and, and his work. So that's why we're spending some time. Uh, there's things he wants to do in the church and, and in your individual life as well. Now, as I said, we've been talking about being yielded and learning how to yield to him. The more yielded we become, the more he is able to do in our lives. And God is looking for yielded vessels. Uh, you'll find that, that, that those who become more yielded, he's able to do more through. Uh, some of the people in the Bible that he did some of the biggest things through. If you look at, at what was going on, you begin to realize it's because they were the most yielded. They responded. They were quick to act uh, when he he dealt with them. They didn't drag their heels and take six months to do what he was telling them to do. God's looking for vessels that he knows that we will respond. Now, you know, if you haven't responded up till now and you've not yielded, there's mercy. And we can learn to respond. We can learn to become more yielded and and learn to get on the right track. And we'll find that he will use us more and flow through us more. Some people wonder why the power of God might not flow through them when they wanted to flow through them. But often it's because they're not yielding to him at other times. And we're going to look a little bit at that today. I'm going to show you that you can't push God away with one hand while trying to draw him to you with the other. We, we, we can't just ha have him on our terms and yet shut him down in, in the ways he wants to move. Sometimes, sometimes when we try to flow and when we try to step out and when we want him to move, nothing happens. And it's because at other times when he's wanting to move through us, we are suppressing him and we're pushing him back and we want him to just go on our terms. And we need to learn to be open to moving with him whenever and however he wants to. And then we'll find as we're more yielded to him, we're more sensitive to him. He flows through us more. Uh, so let's just read a familiar verse. It's a very short verse. And we're going to expand upon this today. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 19, it says, do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. And that word quench has got to do with putting the fire out, throwing water over a fire. But actually, there's a bit more to the meaning of that word when you study it a little bit, because it has other 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 meanings similar, but other ideas. So let's just explore these to get an idea of what this is talking about. Um, one translation uses the word suppress. Do not suppress the spirit. Now, uh, you know, this is not just something we do in church services. Some, sometimes people read this verse as if this can only happen in a church service. We can suppress the fire and, and quench the fire and put the spirit out in our church service. You, you most certainly can. And many churches are closed, closed off to the spirit and they quench him when he tries to move. But you can also do this in your own individual life, in your day to day walk with God. You can suppress him. 
and quench him and block him and become closed to him. And we don't want to be like that. So let's understand what that is and how that can function so that we can learn to be open to him in all areas, more yielded. And then we'll find he flows through us more. Let's, let's unblock the, the blockages as we've been looking at. So the, the, the original Greek word there, it has that idea. It has the idea of to suppress, suppress something. Now, when you suppress something, uh, part of the definition of suppress is to put an end to it or put a stop to it. You stop something. Well, we, we, it, suppressing the spirit then would mean putting a stop to what he's trying to do, putting a stop to what he's trying to say. And this might be when he begins to deal with you in areas of your life and you don't want to listen to what he says. So you put a stop to it. You suppress it. You push it back. And uh, I, it, the word that word quench in 1 Thessalonians 5, it also means to stifle, to stifle something. Uh, to stifle has got that idea of to restrain or to stop oneself acting on something. To, it's, you see this, all these ideas are to stop or to put an end to it. This, this is what quenching it is. It's, it's putting a stop to what he is trying to do. Now, can people do that? Can, can us as human beings put a stop to what the Spirit of God is doing? Well, maybe not in the global picture of things and in the bigger plan of God, but we certainly can in our own lives or in our own individual churches. And we can stop him doing some things by blocking his flow and shutting him down. We don't want to do that. Uh, we, 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 you know, these churches, that church does not belong to the pastor. That church does not belong to an individual. It, people get this idea of this is my ministry. This is my church. And you hear this a lot. No, it's not. It's his. We, we, we're just stewards. We're there as his representatives. And it's not our job to stop what he's trying to do. No, yes, we, we don't want we don't want the enemy doing things. We want to stop the wrong things, but we don't want to stop the right things. We don't want to try to control it and, and become closed off to what he's trying to do. And, and in our own individual lives as well, we don't want to do this. So to, to, to stifle, stifle there has the idea of suffocating. When when someone's trying to breathe, to suffocate them so they can't breathe properly. Well, it's again, this is saying what we do to the spirit. We suffocate, we restrain, we put a stop to him. So now one, one way, one, one way that people restrain him and quench him is that they become closed off to him. I want to talk a little bit more about this part of it because we need to learn to be open, not closed to him. And we want to be closed to the wrong thing. But in closing off to the wrong thing, we do not want to close off to him. Uh, we, we, we need to be open to him and closed to things that are not of him. But often when, 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 when he tries to speak to you, sometimes the spirit of God will deal with you in areas. And he'll, he, maybe he's speaking to you about an area of your life. And, and you know he's dealing with you, but you don't want to hear him in that area. Uh, so we have areas of our lives that are almost untouchable. God, don't, don't talk to me about that. No, no, God, I don't want to change in that area. No, I don't want to listen. I, I'm going to do it my way. I know what I want to do in that area. Lord, don't talk to me about that. Now, the problem with doing that is that right in our next breath, we then turn around and we say, Lord, I, I need you to talk to me about this. And, and we dictate the terms and we want him to talk to us about one thing while being closed off to him about something else. 
Now, the problem is this. When, 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 when we close off to him in areas, we desensitize ourselves to him in other areas. We, we lose sensitivity. We, 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 we come to the place where we become used to ignoring him. We become used to suppressing him because we keep pushing him back. When he tries to rise up, when he, and it might be him dealing with us or speaking to us about areas, but we harden ourselves. And then when we really do need to speak to him to speak to us, we really do need his direction. We've become so used to hardening and ignoring him that, that it's like we've become uh, desensitized. But it's like his voice inside of us, his leading inside of us, his promptings almost become softer and we don't hear them. It's not because he's not trying to deal with us. It's because we've hardened ourselves by closing off to him in the things that he wants to, to, to say and deal with us about. Now, this is what it's got to do with do not quench the spirit. Don't stop what he's trying to do, whether it's in your church or whether it's in your own life. Now, why? Why would any Christian, why would any believer uh, suppress him? I mean, believing, we're Christians, this is all about the Lord. This is all about being his people. And doing things the way he wants to do them. Why? Why would a believer who, who has said we've yielded our lives to the Lord and Jesus is Lord of my life and I serve God. Why would we then close off and suppress him? It doesn't seem to make sense, but, but it happens. It happens all the time. And, and I'm sure you've done it and I've done it. I'm not claiming innocence here. <laughs> There's times that we push him away. But we need to learn not to. We know we need and, and it's got to come out of a heart and a desire to not push him away. Well, sometimes it needs a change of heart in an area where we begin to realize and recognize, Lord, I've suppressed you and, and I've pushed away the things that you're trying to deal with me about. Maybe because when I was praying, uh, when I was in worship at church, you dealt with me about something. And it might have been a small thing. Maybe he just dealt with you to bless someone or dealt with you to do something. Or sometimes the small areas and we repress it and we push it away and we quench it and we block that phone. We don't want to let it happen. Maybe God deals with you to, to do something for someone else and to be a blessing to someone else. And we push it away because it's not convenient right at that time. And, and we have our plans. This is a big part of it. We have our plans. We become set. We become established in our way of doing things and, and what we want to do. And we, it might be your plan for the day. It might be your plan for your life. It might be your plan for your church. It might be your plan for your family and your job and what you want to do. And when he comes in and tries to intervene, and when he comes in and tries to, 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 to show, do it a different way, because we're so set in what we want to do and our plan and our idea, we push back. We close to him. See, being set in your plan is a good way to close yourself off to him. We, we need to be open to him changing things. We need to be open to him adjusting things uh, and showing us a different way. So you can become so set in your plan as to how you run your church and how you run your church service that we give him no room whatsoever. I don't have a problem with order. And I believe God is, is a God of order. I don't believe yielding to him is chaos. He made this universe. There's more order in this universe than, than man can come up with. This universe works like, like clockwork, literally. Sometimes people think yielding to him means chaos. No, 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 no. But 
If we're trying to control and run things our way and, and we close off to his plan, and if even if our in our own lives, sometimes God comes and he deals with you about something. It's not the most convenient timing and it's not the most convenient thing. And, and we push it away. Now, you know, part of that is because he, he wants us to learn to yield to him. Part of it's because we're just so rigid in doing things our way that we close ourselves to what he's saying and we push him back and we end up not wanting to listen. No, Lord, you know, I, this is my plan. I've been planning. I wanted to go to university and I'm going to build a career for myself. And this is what I want to do. And he comes in and says, I want to do something. I want you, I've got a plan for you. I want to do something else. I want you to go this way. And we push it back. No, 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 Lord, you don't understand. But then that Sunday we go to church and we go, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. Lord, I want to serve you. Yeah, you're my Lord. I love you. I worship you. But then we're pushing him back. We're closing ourselves off to his dealings and to his moving in our lives and in little things and in big things. See, we, we need to watch out getting so rigid in, in the way we want to do things and wanting God to fit in with our structure and our way of doing it. And if he doesn't fit in with our structure, we're going to shut it down because God, this is how we've decided we're doing it in this place. This is the way we're going to do it, Lord. And if you're going to move, you have to move according to this program and according to this structure. And if you don't move according to this structure, we don't want it, Lord. That's why he's not able to get into some places. It's one of the things that the relig a, a religious system can do. And we see this in the ministry of Jesus. When, you know, they, the, the, the religious people in that day claimed that they were looking for, you know, the Messiah and different things. But when he came, he didn't arrive according to the way they expected it to happen. He didn't come within the structure that the, the, the man-made, man-made, man-ordained structure that they had set up. And when he came, they were closed to Jesus because, they, they, because it was not what they wanted. It's not according to their plan. And they blocked him off. They shut him down or they tried to shut him down and they tried to stop him. And this was God trying to move. This can happen to us today because the spirit of God comes in and he starts to try to move in a place. But it's not according to how we want it to happen. And we can pray on our knees and cry out for revival. And then we say, Lord, we want you to move. We want revival. And then in comes the spirit of God and he brings the word of God. But it's not according to our interpretation of the word. It is not according to the way we've seen it up until then. And it's not according to our plan and how we wanted it to happen. And so we shut off. We say, no, 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 that's not God. And you can miss God by being closed off. People do this in the way they interpret the scriptures, our understanding of the Bible. You know, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to teach us and to lead us into the things that Jesus has said and, and the things that he is saying to the church. And, and he and the Holy Spirit inspired the word of God. He's the only, he knows what he meant when he wrote it and when he said it. And he, he's, he's given to us to teach us and to bring understanding. But sometimes people have their understanding of scripture and their interpretation and the way I see it and the way I think about a particular scripture. And the Holy Spirit will come and you'll try to show you something. You'll try to teach you and show you this is what that scripture is saying. 
and they push it away. They suppress it. They quench what he is trying to show them because they've already made up their mind that in their studying late into the night, when they studied the commentaries and the Greek and the Hebrew, they figured it out and they now know what that scripture means. But the problem is they figured it out without him, without his help. And then when he tries to show them what he meant, they suppress him. They stifle him. They closed off to him showing them some things. And, and, and they won't adjust. So if you're going to be open to the spirit of God, you have to be willing to adjust. You have to be willing to, to admit you're wrong. This is a big part of change is, is having the humility to recognize you got it wrong. It might be even your view of scripture or your view of a particular uh, a, a doctrine. It might be the way you've done things up until now in ministry. But but we 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 don't we don't want to admit we're wrong, so we stifle him and we keep pushing on with the way we've been going because we we refuse to harden, and this blocks him. This is quenching, stifling, suppressing the spirit. And you can pray all you want to for for God to move in revival, but if you keep suppressing him, you're going to find yourself on the outside when that revival happens. And hopefully, if you won't repent now, maybe you'll repent a bit later on and say, Lord, help me. Help me to change. Help me to, to make the adjustments and not just be rigid in my plan and my view of Scripture. Let the Spirit of God teach me. Help me to see where I've got it wrong. That's a powerful prayer right there. In Proverbs chapter 1, it talks about wisdom crying out in the streets. Wisdom is calling aloud outside. And and through Proverbs 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and I believe even as far as 9, you'll find there's a strong emphasis on listening, hearing. You keep finding, hear my, hear my instruction, pay attention, listen to me. It's a repetitive theme through about the first eight or nine chapters of Proverbs. In fact, it starts right in the first few verses. A wise man listens, hears. Now, in order to listen to someone, you have to be open to what they're saying. If you're closed off to what they are saying, you're not really listening. Have you ever tried to talk to someone who's closed and they've made up their mind and they're not going to change? No matter what you say to them, they're not going to listen. And you see, this is how we become to him. We become closed off because we've made up our minds and we've got our ways and we've got our ideas already. And in Proverbs chapter one, when it talks about wisdom calls aloud and it puts this emphasis on listening and hearing. And then in verse 24, it says this, because I have called and you refused. Refused. Notice that refused. Do, do believers refuse him? Do believers push him away when he speaks to us? Do believers reject what he is trying to say? They do. And again, like I said, I'm, I've I, I, I'm been guilty of it. You've been guilty of it. Let's not, it's not all claim. It's not trying to try to claim innocence. It's not trying to say, oh, I've never done that. I have never refused anything God said to me. <laughs> just, just have the humility. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. But Lord, I don't want to do it anymore. Help me not to do that anymore. Help me to be open, open to him in every and any area. Whether it's, my, whether it's my understanding of the word of God, whether it's the way I view a particular doctrine, whether it's opening to making changes in my life, 
and adjustments in relationships, whether it's open to, to, to making adjustments in my ministry in church and in what he's called me to do, that openness to him. I said, we don't want to be open to the wrong thing. We want to know that it's him and judge that it's him and make a right judgment. But if it is him, we want to be open. And, and, and you see, it's the same idea. We're going to close off in just a moment here. Proverbs chapter 8, it, it says this, verse 32. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. Listen. Here, pay attention. Listen. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. And do not disdain it. Do not disdain. That idea, again, there's that idea that uh, that word disdain has the idea of refuse. Refuse. To push away. To push away. To refuse it. Why, why do people refuse? Because they become closed off. We can close ourselves off to him. And we, ref, we, when, we end up stifling and suppressing and quenching him. So the opposite is being open. Don't have any area of your life where you say, God, that, that area is out of bounds. You can't talk to me about that. You can't talk to me in that area. Now, we might not consciously say that, but every time that area rises up, every time he tries to speak to you about that area, you suppress it. You push it back. and You, you don't want to listen. You're closed. Like I said, this has the effect of desensitizing us to him in other areas. And we harden to him. And then when we want to step out and we want his power to flow and we want him to answer a prayer and, and we, we want everything on our terms, we want to push him away with this hand. But then we want to say, Lord, I need healing. And then we want to draw him to us with the other hand. And we want his power to flow. Lord, I'm praying for someone. Your power needs to flow through me now. But all the while up in the weeks and months leading up to that, you've been suppressing him. You've been pushing him away. You've been closing off to him in areas. And then you wonder, why his power doesn't openly flow through you. Once you've closed all the doors, you've blocked it off. You've quenched and suppressed his flow. I've gone a little bit longer today, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish off now because I think I've got out what I need to get out. But to this right here is an important message. Let's hear what he's trying to say to us. Listen, pay attention. Don't refuse these truths from the word. Humble your heart. And maybe repent and say, Lord, I, I, I've pushed you away. I've closed off in areas. I've, I've closed off to what your spirit's trying to say. And I've become closed. And, and if you're a minister, maybe even recognize, Lord, I've, I've closed you out of my church. And I've hardened. And I'm going to repent to that. I don't want to do that anymore. And that, that might have meant closing off to what he's showing in the word. You've closed yourself off to certain teachings because you don't like them. They don't fit with your mold. Or your denominational view. I'm not saying this critically. I'm just, what I want to show you, we need to be open to what is him. And open to what is his word. And open to what is truly, what he is truly saying in his word. Not just a particular viewpoint that we haven't come up with in the word that closes us off to anything else. Sometimes we have to admit we're wrong in our understanding of the scriptures in an area. Doesn't matter how long you've been studying the Bible. You might have been studying the Bible 40 years. 
doesn't mean you know everything and you close off to everything. Sometimes you might have to say, you know, God, I got it wrong for the last 40 years in a particular area. I realize that now. You've got to be open to him making adjustments and him showing you a different way and not closing off to what he's trying to say. And here I go, I'm talking again. I said I was going to close, but I believe this is important today. So thank you for listening. We'll be back again to, to, to tomorrow with some more. I've got some other things in my heart I want to share. And I appreciate if you share this message with people and, and like it. A little bit of interaction is nice. And just let other people help, help get these teachings out. I appreciate that to other people. And you'll also see a link at the bottom of the screen there to a course that I'm running. I'm putting a course. Uh, it's already started, but you can register. It's free. No strings. There's no charge. I just want people to understand the Holy Spirit more. So we're doing a course on the Holy Spirit at that link at the bottom of the screen. If you go to that link, it will just get you to register on the website. It's free to register. It's just so the system can track you. It's a study website. And then you can join in. And the first three lessons are already up. You can do lesson one, two, and three. And then every Saturday, I add some more lessons in. And we study about the Holy Spirit uh, during those courses. So God bless you. Thank you for listening to us today. And I pray that you open your heart to him. Open yourself more to him. And let's, let's not suppress him or quench him in any area of our lives or churches or ministries so that he has the freedom to flow and move how he wants to. And we become more yielded vessels. God bless you. We will see you again tomorrow.